Eric. Good arm stretch there, Sean. Good, good arm. arm stretch to start. There we go, ready. Have you ever heard, and I could be pronouncing this wrong, of veganary? I've definitely pronounced that wrong. Uh, okay, veganary. Veganary. Is that a dictionary full of vegan food? Uh, not quite. I, I think I've probably... Pr- Veganary, no, veganary. Veganary is. <laughs> I've only ever seen it wrote down. I don't know there are too many people participating in it, but veganary is vegan and January. So what? this is where this ah, is no. vegan month. This is vegan Dude. month. So this is where we get more people, not we, as in people get more people to, to go the vegan lifestyle, you know, game shows and Netflix and people would have watched Netflix documentaries and they would have, you know, they, they might say, you know what? This seems like the healthiest approach to doing running and stuff like that. And where we talk a little bit about, you know, different runners that do vegans, that are vegans and they're uh, having a lot of success. Now, let's just take that little thing. Let's just park to the side here. Parallel park it there. I have another question for you. Go on. Do you know? Well, this is actually just a yes or no. Do you know the, the Muffin Man? Oh, <laughs> that's different diet altogether. But speaking of different diets altogether, do you know that this... <laughs> I've lost it. Gumdrops are not fucking vegan. Did you know what else ah. is a vegan? That this is World Carnivore Diet Month. <laughs> I'm not making this up. The, the likes of like Joe Rogan and all are doing it at the moment. Um, World Carnivore Diet is like pretty much take the vegan diet and yeah. flip it. Like... <laughs> vegetables no 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 meat just all meat all of the meat like 80 percent or something ridiculous is meat and oh, uh, it's the same and, and at the same time both sides will convince you it, it's kind of like politics where you like you, you had the debates like uh and the presidential election in the u.s where you have your far left and your far right and they're complete opposites that's what nutrition and stuff <laughs> is like so with that said, on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about a few different nutritional approach, approaches, but keep that in mind. We're only talking about approaches. We are not saying definitely do this diet, definitely do that diet. We're just going to be examples of what these type of diet, different types of diets are, what you might be hearing of different journeys when they're saying, hey, you have to do this kind of diet. And then at the very end, we're just going to tell you out straight, make up your own mind on it, try a few different things, see what works for you because that's the most important thing rather than what other people say that works for them and a mind. With that said, hit the intro music. This is the Any Given Runday episode on nutrition. I better put on my seatbelt for this one. Let <laughs> me get a swig of water before I get like go well into the deep end on this one. <laughs> Right, so starting off, like uh, basic nutrition, and, and we're not getting real deep at the studies, and, and that's not to say we're not go- we're not making our own minds up on it. We're just going on, you know, what other people may say are good for you. For example, most people would agree carbohydrates is a natural fuel source for for the body. So. I don't know about yourself, Eric. Actually, I do know. Like leading up to the different marathons and stuff we did, we would have slowly increased our the amount of carbs we had. Am I right in saying that with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we did. We'd, you know, you'd, you wouldn't be cleanest of eating, but within the last four weeks, you're, well, mm. sorry, the last three weeks, you're starting to taper off. So we're just, it feels like we're eating more than we need. Um, yeah. Because we're not running as much. But when you're in your midst of your training <clears throat> with about six weeks to go and you're doing your long 25, 30K runs, 
you feel like you're not eating enough. You know, yeah. it's, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre concept, even though that you're you're still fueling the same. But uh, yeah, no, definitely we started to increase it. We got more carb focused, pastas, rices, mm. uh, potatoes. It was yeah, it was definitely definitely a lot more. And on those 25, 30k runs, I, I know myself. I would have the, the Lucas A bottle with me. Would you have? Is is there a limit you go past where you have the gels, Lucas A, or do you prefer not to have that? Or do you want your system to get used to that before races? What what was your approach to that? So there was two ways. One, I was a cheapskate, and I hated spending money on gels. <laughs> so I was actually quite bad at training with fuel, but. Um, a few of the guys that I work with making your own homemade kind of protein balls or little kind of biscuits to bring along in a run in a Ziploc bag a little one with two or three little biscuits in a Ziploc right. bag the two reasons one yes it did when we did the marathon well, I don't know I didn't feel hungry I sipped water the last time we went I did the 3.35 but when the yeah. hamstring stuff started to go I had all the fuel in the back pocket I had the gels I had everything it was like my body just started screaming for the fuel because I could not get gels into me quick enough. Um, I couldn't get enough of them into me. It was it was just like the body just hit that trigger. And I was like, mm. and I then I kind of realized, ah, I probably should have been fueling a bit more. Um, I think, you know, they say after a certain period of time, there's nothing really that you can do. But then you look at the likes of David Goggins and stuff, they're eating the whole time. They've, they've a crew with them. They're stopping every two, three hours. They're taking on board mm. a sandwich. Do you know, for me... I find it really hard to run after having a big breakfast. So yeah. I'd have a light breakfast and then try and have something in between or something halfway. Usually with 20, 25K, I don't really need food. Just a bit of water maybe. Uh, but everyone is different. I know Ozzy, he'll take food when he's training for an ultra. He'll take yeah. food every five, every five kilometers. He'll take on board some food. And every two kilometers, take on board some water. Um just as a mental kind of stepping stone for himself as well. Like, so gotcha. I've seen all options, but yeah, it's definitely every, everyone is there. Like I can, of four people I can think of, we all do a different method. Yeah. I, I like with the Lucas aid, I like, I'd sip a, but I've done runs before. Thankfully not Martins where I've had too much too fast. And I've just, I felt like I'm, I'm running with a beckon keg on my stomach and it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. too full too fast. And that's, that's, I'm done. But like you said, like four different approaches. So you take someone like a David Goggins and those that don't know David Goggins, stay hard. He's um, an unbelievable endurance athlete. I think that his recent run, he did 240 mile run. Um, yeah, I think he came second in it. But we started off this podcast, well, after our little intro about saying that, you know, carbs fuel the body. Yet David Goggins would do a ketogenic diet. So like his diet breakdown is, I think it's like 40% protein, 40% fats and like 20% carbs. Yeah, I think like but- as well, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people like, right, we'll go from our experience when I was a bigger man. Yeah. We did, we did a keto diet. The reason being, I wanted to use what fat I had in my body for fuel mm. rather than carbs. And I suppose what they're saying is that the length of time it takes for your body to break down these carbs, produce the energy for them. He's probably saying, well, if I just fill yeah. myself fat, fatten up a little bit, I've got that energy there to keep burning while I'm doing these. Yeah, super, it's, it's super basically... Like like you're saying there, where you get fuel in the body, but after a certain point, it's like, is there any point in getting more fuel in the body because your body's just going to start it going to be in ketosis anyway? So basically, uh, it your body produces ketones in, in the liver that 
basically breaks down fat stores. So at a certain stage in a run, you're going to hit that. Whereas the, the thinking, the logic behind it for some, uh, and there's not too much studies to prove, but for someone like David Goggins, it works. So why, I'm, who might have questioned David Goggins, as, is that why not prepare the body for being in that state with ketosis? So I think, I think it's something like, something like fewer than 50 grams of carbs per day. Um to be in ketosis. So when your body doesn't have enough insulin in your body to turn into sugar for energy, you're, you're pretty much in that ketosis state um, and you're, you're burning from there. And it's just, you know, one, one different approach to it. And then like, and then you're uh, like, if you're going like 40, 50%, you probably have a lot more meats and stuff like that. But then you look at guys like, um, you know, if you ever read the book, uh, Chris McDougall's book, Born to Run, he, he talks about himself and Scott Jurek and, Rich Roll, who's an endurance athlete, they're on the vegan diet. So yeah. they're not getting the protein and stuff in that way, you know? And and like they're eating because they're endurance and they're peak training, like they have like 3,000 to 5,000 calories a, a day to do that, which is which is, which is insane that to, to have that yeah, like Rich, have like 65% Rich, carbs. Rich Roll and stuff was talking about having his almond butter sandwiches and uh, getting in his proteins from all the different seeds and beans and you know, like, and, and one of our good friends, Grace, who does a lot of nutritional stuff with us, she's yep. she's gone to the vegan side of things as well, and she's the plant-based diet. Um, and, you know, and, and she's noticed a lot of massive changes in her body and less lethargic in places. But again, yep. uh, it suits people different. I know when we went on that kind of thing, I was great for 20 days. But after that, I found my energy levels start to drop off on the other side, even though we were still eating what we were supposed to eat and we were getting our macros in. For me, it just was, it, it wasn't sustainable for a long period of time. Um, just the low carb? Definitely, uh, the low carb, yeah. Yeah, yes, sorry, yeah, yeah. It was it like, and uh, I don't know, it, like it's maybe I didn't have the correct sciences or I didn't have the right foods being prepared. Um hmm. But when you're living in an everyday working life and trying to do marathons and stuff at the same time, it can be quite difficult, particularly with plant-based and stuff. Mm. It's for me, like our natural diet, like I've grown up eating beef, I've grown up eating this with veg and 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 learned that's how I learned yeah. what a good balance of food was and potatoes and chicken and protein. And and it, <laughs> for me, it's just a natural state. Like it, when I go home, yeah, going back to my mom's house, I'm not gonna find a plate of broccoli, I'm gonna find the meat, the veg, the whole lot. So my a very little spare time in terms of training and prep. So for me uh, to change all of that is just too much extra. You know, like uh, I just find for exactly. me exactly the psyche of what I'm trying to do. And and that's the problem. That's why I find the problem is with like we're still in January, news resolutions, and people want to get fit and healthy, and and they'll see like the game t- changes on Netflix, and we're not going to go with the ins and outs of that, but they say, oh, the vegan lifestyle must be the healthiest lifestyle, must be the only way. And that's obviously, it's a vegan documentary, so they're going to promote that. But like in January New Year's resolutions, it's, it's hard enough to, to take on a new habit, but you're completely overhauling everything. If, like you said, you've grown up, I'm not saying it can't be done, but it is so much harder that if you grow up on your meat and your your obviously your veg is vegan, but like just having your chicken and your beef all the time, all of a sudden every dinner meal from now on, is not what you had for the first 20, 25, 30 years of your life. It's very hard to just flip the script and, and go gung-ho into that. And some people go in too fast. And then because of that, they it's just too much of a habit change. They're doing that and they want to run four or five days a week. And they're just doing too much t- too soon on that. 
Whereas what we're after showing you already with the likes of David Goggles going one way, uh, Scott Jurek uh, uh, going the other way in terms of vegan, they're both very successful endurance athletes, but two huge different approaches. And they just went with obviously what suited them. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people, obviously it's image focused and people want to lose weight because they want to look better. And we spoke about this the last thing. We don't want to dive into it too much, but it's, I find that the best thing you can do is, is routine. You know, if you yes. can figure out the routine and what you want to do, diet will work. But if you can have a bad day here, bad day there, if you like chocolate and you're a chocoholic, don't rule out chocolate for January. Just reduce yes. the amount you have. Have a piece a day. Don't have seven pieces in a day. Don't restrict yourself and then every two weeks eat four bars of chocolate because it's just having the opposite effect. I think a lot of people, they end up getting these meals on wheels and stuff and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this and that and I'm on the keto diet and three weeks later yeah. they're having a, a Chinese takeaway and they're, they're off the <laughs> wagon again because they're reliant on paying for a product that's going to come and save their life. When, you know, the most cases is you just have to be realistic. People just set unrealistic goals. Like we did that 30 day, Sean, when I was, I, I needed a drastic change in my life, but I was determined for 30 and I knew I'd do it for 30 days. And we had a yeah. holiday that was coming up afterwards. So there was a defined finish date. But the, the idea behind what we did that time and why it worked for us was it was a lifestyle change. We knew the diet was going to come back, but we had to make sure that we were fit enough and our training regime was strong enough that when the diet switched back, from not eating carbs to then eating carbs that we didn't balloon back up again or per personally me balloon back up again. And we built a routine around it. And I think that's where people let themselves down. Diet is one thing. And it's, I, I suppose I learned from the likes of the plant base. I'm probably too reliant on meats for proteins. I didn't, I wasn't aware you could get so much from vegetables. And mm. um, the only thing I was really aware of was, was the less calories, which is always a bonus if you're trying to lose weight. Um, so for me, I, I what opened my eyes from reading the books uh, from the guys who do the vegan diet is the alternatives for snacks for running. The alternatives that are, because I, I can't run on a heavy stomach. So finding these alternatives that are getting in the, good, the goods that I need to complete a run that's not so heavy on the stomach, it is lighter. You know, they're, they're the kind of little pieces I picked up. I'm going to go mm -hmm. to a barbecue. I'm here in South Alabama and there is barbecue everywhere, every way I look. I'm not going to turn down chicken wings for love or money. Like I just, I can't do it. <laughs> of course. There's a, but I, have been, I have been made more aware of the other options that could yeah. help. That one of my biggest pet peeves, the vegan thing is sometimes to take information and it's just, they very cher much cherry pick it. And one of the memes that always goes around that drives me up the wall is the 100 grams of broccoli and the 100 grams of um, steak. And it's like, those two have similar protein content. And I'm like, okay, you show me 100 grams of broccoli and it's like a plate of broccoli. And then you show me 100 grams of steak and it's this small mouthful of steak. I'm like, <laughs> you know anyone that has 100, like you go into a steakhouse and you say, yeah, I'd love to have the uh, 100 gram steak, please. Medium rare. Thank you very much. You know, you're going to get some some looks on you. And, and But like to your point, at one stage, and those that, that promote it well, they have the great tips and stuff you're talking about. But then there's the other side where it's just, it's like that religion. It goes back to what we started where they're just, it's this way. and It's the only way. And that's it. It's like, um, like I saw Mike Tyson had that fight recently. And uh, all of a sudden vegans were like, oh, he's a vegan. You know, he, he did great. And look, 
you can be a great boxer being a vegan. I'm sure it's been done. But for him to get back his power and stuff like that, he, for himself, needed to start eating meat again. He lost a ton of weight and got in shape being a, a vegan and it worked great for him. But he started eating meat again to get back into fighting shape. And that's what worked for him. He could have done it, like people can do a vegan. But when they, they say that, that person is is always vegan, 100% vegan. Like, like there's quotes of Arnie who was a producer on the Game Changers, but yeah, his favorite meal is still a steak. Why can't you say he has steak sometimes? Like one meal every seven days and then does vegan the rest of it instead of saying you're 100% vegan all in when it's technically not true. That's my only gripe with it. Um, the other thing is, I think people complicate it too much. I'm going to throw something at you. Kipchoge. God, I can't pronounce today. Uh, the guy who ran a two-hour marathon. Yeah. One or two hour marathon. His, according to the New York Times, his breakfast before running that sub two hour marathon never been done ever. He, and the amount of money and everything that went into it, Nike and all the rest. So he must have had like everything was down to a T in terms of they ran it like I remember it was quarter past eight because they thought that would give him the best win factor throughout that day to get the two hours in and like everything was thought of even like the wind resistance to the car in front of them with the clock on it and the way the five, five, six runners came in and out and everything was all done to pace him out to get the accomplishment he did it. So everything sounds real complicated. His breakfast that morning was oatmeal. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, so I mean, if, if he keeps his, his food stuff, that's it. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, see, like, like he's, 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 um, like his his whole thing is um plant based diet, but seemingly his culture and stuff is more um organic farms and stuff like that, and they get their produce and stuff from there. That's just what I read. Don't know how true it is, but like stuff in New York Times is saying that. Whereas he like obviously if he grew up in that and he stuck with it, then it obviously helped him. But I think just people complicated it, and they see this shiny new object that they have to have it. And it's like see what works for you, test the waters, lean yourself into it instead of just going all or nothing on it. Yeah, like, I, I always think as well, there is there is always the all or nothings, and sometimes it's easy to buy into it, you know, and you see the differences. Mm. The before and after photos are the biggest factor. You know, when you see someone who was a before, and I was a before, I did 30 days of this, and I was an after, and I was like, this was amazing. But the, the asterisk that comes after it, it was amazing for a period of 30 mm. days. It was amazing yeah. for what it did then, but what the most important thing about the 30 days was the habits I built the training habits I built, the regime I built around my day, and then the eating habits I maintained after that. Mm. You know, it's it's not just, people will lose weight, they'll go to the Weight Watchers, they'll do all this kind of stuff, they will lose the weight in the 40 or 50 days, whatever it is they set the target for. The minute that the target is reached, they haven't put in the proper structures. Like you're, you're saying yes. about him, he, he's been eating that way since he was a kid. For exactly. him to go eat a steak before he ran the marathon, it's just not going to help him yeah. it's going to make him lethargic it's going to be different it's red meat it's this that blood flow trying to break it down he's going to have a bad day whereas me I'll have a Chinese the night before because that's what I'm, you know now <laughs> um, but like it, you know like it's I, and it, the funny thing is I have actually eaten a Chinese before running a half I know you have <laughs> had a few beers on top of it to wash it down <laughs> and, and the logic was you told me well it was a Friday night, and he was like, "Well, what do you usually eat on a Friday?" I was like, "Well, usually a Chinese." And he was like, "Well, don't change what you do." So I had a Chinese around a half. <laughs> um, 
but I was more it wasn't like a big dirty tree when I got some mm. like vegetables and rices and stuff like that but um like it's I'm not a total animal but um I do think that it, that people get get brought into those before and after photos and it is great everyone wants to be an after photo and most times in these yep. cases people that are selling you this the people who were in the after photo were never the before the photoshop everything is coming in like it's it's not a realistic um and even when you're looking at all these athletes they're like oh name name a movie star that's i i couldn't name one that's vegan like no one's saying that their personal chef is not just putting food in front of them and all they have to do is eat and then a personal trainer is taking them from that table to a gym twice a day and then another PR assistant is giving them their lines that they have to learn. Tick this, managing their Instagram. Their kids are being minded for them. They're flowing all around. The, you know, like it's it's unrealistic when you look at a person who's a little bit overweight, stuck in an office job and wants to make a difference in their life. <laughs> You're not going to get the same results as these people that are advertising this stuff to you. Yeah. I'm all for if you take a bit of all the cultures, you become a hybrid of everything that's great. You know, you, you have to go with what you've been raised on, what's natural for you, what comes good to you, you know, what makes you feel sluggish, what makes you feel good. Um, I've definitely improved in terms of the vegetables I take in, like the omelettes I'll have for lunch because it's a lighter lunch, so I'm less sleepy in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I can get a good training session in. So if I'm having an evening run, I won't have a big lunch. I'll have something like an omelette yeah. or something light because that means I can perform then well in the evening and then have a big dinner afterwards. You know, and... I just think, yeah, I just think people get sidelined by by the finished product. Now, if you're skinny and you're not weight conscious, you know, you could be looking at the other aspect of, well, I need to eat nothing but meat because I want to put on all this protein and weight and I need to take all these supplements. And again, you might never be the after photo because if you've always been lean, you've always been eating lean, it's very difficult mm-hmm. for you to put on that. You know, then you have to look at probably taking on more carbs and protein, you know, and, and more fats. To get to go, yeah. You know, and it's it's just, it is, I think, unfortunately, the culture I have seen from my experience, and we were one, of, I was one of them, I used keto to lose weight. I, I was an image focusing, I was overweight, I didn't, wasn't happy in my own skin, did it, lost the weight, but I made sure that the routine was there afterwards. And I think that's where people let themselves down. And I think there's so much to benefit when you have proper guidance of someone telling you, okay, this is what to expect. You're going to have no energy for the first four days then the fat's yeah. going to start burning. Then you're going to be awake at four o'clock in the morning trying to clean the bathroom and everything because <laughs> than, you ever, than you ever thought of. And then by the end of the 30 days, that starts to wear off. It, it's not really sustainable. For me, it wasn't. It, not to say it is for all these endurance athletes. I've taken some very key pieces of information for them and little snacks to use that are light. And it just yeah. makes me better because it suits me. I've taken what suits me out of what they do and yeah I, I think that's where people get lost i think i'm all for people jumping in on these diets getting involved in it trying it but just not don't make it be all in end all yeah i think just um i just i couldn't think of the quote i had to just google it there as you're talking the, the bruce lee quote comes to mind it's like absorb what is useful reject what reject what is useless and add what's specifically your own and i think that's the best approach to to go with all these diets i just see what you related there's some stuff you listen to this podcast about oh that actually related to me i can i could see that work for me and try some elements of that diet and you know if, if you're 100 vegan and it works for you fantastic you know 
best of luck to you. We're not saying, you know, keto or vegan is a, is a bad thing or like that. If it's working for you, then it's not a bad thing. So, you know, absorb what is useful, take away it's not, and then apply specifically what was to your, oh, I butchered that quote. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to wrap up the podcast there, but. <laughs> well, I'll just, well, we will say that as well. It's like people who think vegetarians are healthier because they don't, they, they eat more vegetables, mm. you know. I know a lot of very, very large vegetarians who have very poor diets. Do you know, like it? Yeah. People think gluten free. There's another one as well. That really oh, I tried it well. Yeah. If I if I eat gluten free, I'm healthier. It's like no, there's no gluten. A gluten free muffin is still a gluten free muffin, and in some cases, because they have to just get the the gluten is like two proteins and stuff in there. In the dough, they have to take it out. They replace it with something. So you're probably yeah. eating more calories. So in some cases, if you have that gluten-free muffin, you're like, oh, I'm eating out there. It's like, nah, you're eating more, you're consuming more calories, which might be your, your goal on that one. Uh, right before we wrap up the nutrition podcast today, anything else you want to add? No, I did a lot of talking last week. I say <laughs> I need to I need to stop talking. You, you just get me, <laughs> you. This is how this podcast's gonna go. You get me riled up about a topic and then just let me off. And then you come in with a little quote, butter it, and then let me off again. I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh yeah, I I I've got anyone? nothing else really to add. You talk about genuinely, if if anyone listen, and I know we always say it and people do kind of ask random questions. Diet is one thing I struggled with. I still struggle with. Weight is something I struggled with for a long time after my teen years through mid-college. If you are worried about diet, if you're worried about how you feel, how you look, what works for you, what doesn't, you're unsure, talk to someone. Everyone assumes that understanding food is a given. It should be taught in schools. It's not. I didn't learn about food until I got fat. And then I had to change. That was the first time I learned what calories were. It was the first time I learned what worked in my body, what ruined my body. Um, it's just, yeah, people are afraid to reach out about it. Food is, a, is the most complex thing. It's, it's a major part of your day. There's tr- it's four or five times a day it'll be a part of your day. If you don't understand that and want to help it, reach out to us. I personally will make it my mission to help anyone who is struggling with it because mm-hmm. I struggled with it and it wasn't fair that I didn't know enough about it and I didn't have someone to give me the kick like you did. So if anyone is thinking about it, unsure about it reach out to us we will give you the knowledge that we have learned from our mistakes it's not going to be a nutritional advice but i guarantee you it will be worthwhile for you to at least ask there's no such thing as silly questions that's my from the heart moment john on that note thank you for listening listen to this week's episode of the podcast because i can't add anything else to that one take care guys best of luck bye